Howdy, welcome back to another late uh, version of Turkey Dazzle. Yes, friend. It's two o'clock in the afternoon. Well, we didn't do one last week. That's why I'm saying it's late. Oh. Thanks, thanks to somebody. No, was it my fault we didn't record last week? No, it was week? my fault. Oh. <laughs> you piece of shit. <laughs> oh, I'm FTA once again, and I'm joined by... T-Bates. I couldn't. Uh, that's terrible. Yeah, I couldn't. Unless you do... Do you have a crux where if you don't say the I'm, you can't do it correctly? Yeah. I'm uh, T-Bates. <laughs> so, um... Uh, FTCR News up front. By the time you're listening to this, you should the complete and edited... LP of Wii Sports and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Tilders and Time should be up for you guys to watch. There's a little fun LP to do with Apple. Um, there's some some uh, some edits uh, that were done in post. I think people will enjoy. I showed them to Apple and he liked them. <laughs> um, uh, nothing too... Again, at this point, we're still... Primarily, a lot of our free time is going to... License to chill. Um, I can say that um, Mikono's fan is working on more Unleashed Raws. I'm going to take over editing the LPs themselves, so I'll get um, parts 5 to 8 up. Um, as soon as Chris gives me the Raws, I can start working on those. Um, uh, Stefan said that this week he's, he's currently working on a video for on the charity room for that's going to go up this week but after that's done he's going to work on getting the rest of croc edited and uploaded <laughs> good old croc good old croc Legend of the gobos of the bobos um uh, yeah so you know it's going to be be a bit you know quiet time until the end of license to chill we are going to have two movie nights though in august um first one uh by the time we listen to this this friday i think this friday we're going to do bad video game movies and then we'll do another one that's a bad DreamWorks movie. Somebody yeah. somebody said, why don't we just open it up to all DreamWorks movies? And I said, I don't see a difference. Um, <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> so again, there, there should be polls. There should be two polls, both for uh, bad video game movies and DreamWorks movies and we'll get to those, you know, uh, this week and probably the last week, last week um, of August. Um, uh, Sonic says is coming back again. By the time you listen, to the, <laughs> by the time you time you're listening to I'm this not episode, sure. episode one will be up in a few days' time on uh, Wednesday, the last day of uh, the thirty first. I think Sonic says we're making a Wednesday podcast, make, you know, keeping in, in theme of comic books because um, Wednesday is new comic book day. For those who don't collect comic books, you dweebs. Um, yes, and that's going to be. That's going to be uh, every two weeks. It's going to be fortnightly, like Sonic the Comic. Um, we just did an interview a few uh, last week with um, Aaron Hammerstone, the penciler of issue 21. He's also um, a slight FTCR fan himself. A few years ago, he did artwork for... He did a fan art thing of um, the end of Silver Story, where it's like Silver and Blaze disappearing. And oh, yeah. His comment was just like, a thousand miles, Blaze forever. I was like, ah... <laughs> he did say it's funny he did say um, he said he's enjoying the current Windmaker OP and he did make a joke but the fact that his interview probably won't come out for like three years with our schedule like, ah that's good that's good stuff but, um, tough but fair that's accurate I can't argue with that I can't hear it um, so yeah no, so again after License to Chill things will pick up because we'll have more Unleashed that's when we're going to start um, 
uh, recording Spider-Man. We're going to finally, after License 2, I know I've said this about three different points. Bring me more LPs of Spider-Man. We're going to um, finally finish that fucking Scooby-Doo podcast. <laughs> Shit. Um, Chris should be to kill myself. Chris should be coming down um, for the second weekend of License to Chill to help cover some games. And if you're available, you know when when we're not playing something, we'll definitely try and bust those out. Maybe get a um, podcast done as well. Um, depending on who's doing what. Why should we talk about it? <laughs> Sonic's dead. I wish I'd finally be free. Um, <laughs> And I think once the Scooby-Doo podcasts are done, that's when we're going to start... We can finally uh, die. <laughs> yeah. Um, when Scooby-Doo podcasts are done, that's when the next live LP will probably, we'll probably start that, which is going to be Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutants in Manhattan. Um, thinking of doing that in two blocks. One with Chris, because Chris is a big, you know, he's a, obviously he's a fan of Platinum Games. And another one with David DeLurka, because he's a big Turtles fan, so we can get two, the two sides of that game in two sets. So that's what we're um, immediately planning. I know that Stefan has um, a few game ideas. He's been talking about Mad World for years now, that we'll oh, yeah. do that. Um, which, like House of the Dead, I've owned Mad World for like over a decade, never touched it. So when we get around <laughs> to doing the PL final, because that's going to be a really good game. Um, so when we get around to that, I could finally bust that out and play that. Um, and then, yeah, so yeah, at the moment, uh, working on Spider-Man is going to go to Bolt recorded Spider-Man for us, but I'm going to be the one who's doing the editing and audio piece, so that's going to be my one license to chill is over. Spider-Man is going to be what I mainly focus on. And then when Spider-Man's done, um, I think it's definitely die. <laughs> but no, I think when Spider-Man's done, that's when I need to turn my attention to uh, Shadow the Hedgehog, finally. Because I uploaded uh, that, that. Yeah. That uh, Raw Part 1, like, fucking three years ago. Like, two years ago at this point. Um, I think the Shadow OP is the new, like, when's the website coming out? It's like, when's the Shadow OP coming out? It's like, yeah, it's fucking, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I've done, like, five OPs since they put that full video up. But, um, that'll be, I think, after Spider-Man. I, I don't envision Spider-Man being too meme-heavy. Although I do have two ideas for meme jokes in that. It's probably just in Part 1, but we'll... See what happens with that. Um, so yeah, I think in terms of FTCR news, that brings us up to date um, with all of that. So uh, a few days ago, we were talking about recording. TJ was like, "I really want to record today because I got I got I got some spicy hot takes." And um, curious, lay them down on us. Theodore, what are your what are your hashtag spicy hot takes? Um, so. Uh... I'm assuming you're you're caught up on all the uh, San Diego news for the Marvel uh, MCU. Oh, Phase Four. Yeah, the yeah Phase yeah. Four. Okay. Eh. So two of those ten things intrigue me. Uh, okay, that's fair. Blade and Thor Four. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, the Doctor Strange movie. I, I'm mildly curious about Doctor yeah. Strange. Like, if Especially I had... if they're saying that it's going to be more horror centric, I'd be up for that. But I'm like, in this, all I, all, all I, this is how kind of jaded I am. All I'm expecting is a bunch of like scary like oh, jump scares. scares. That's all I'm yeah, expecting. That there's jump scares. Because you know, I, I think we did, I think the director of Strange did Sinister. Hmm. The one with Ethan Ethan Hawke, written by the guy who used to work for um, Spill. I think that was him. 
Yeah. Uh, I I liked it. Again, it was it was kind of creepy, but you know, so many not all modern horror films. I haven't watched them all, and not even all the ones I've seen. But a lot of them, it's just right. Oh, jump scares. Yeah, it's like I got I got something to talk about for that later. Okay, but uh, right. <laughs> so we were at, we were at uh, Jeff's for uh, game night when all that news dropped. So you know, we we started talking about it, and I understand that this is a controversial opinion. Here it comes, here it and comes, it comes, here comes. from. <laughs> here it comes. Drop the hot take on us, Leo. So when they were like, they're like, "Oh, Natalie Portman's gonna play uh, Thor yeah. in uh, the new movie," and I went, "She doesn't deserve that." Why does she deserve that? Because the way that number one, I'm not the biggest fan of Natalie Portman. It's fine. You're wrong, but that's I don't fine. Think she hasn't done that great of stuff. How dare you insult the Phantom Menace, good sir? <laughs> that's what every time I said that, Jeff was like, she was queen of a dollar. And I was like, so? <laughs> Technically, for a big chunk of Phantom Menace, it's, it's, is it Kieran Knightley who's playing the fake queen? I think so. And she's Padme? Yeah. Kieran Knightley does the bird there. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, one, I was like, one, I'm not the biggest fan of Natalie Portman. Two, I just think the way that those movies were produced and the way that they've handled the character of Jane Foster, it's hard for me to imagine an organic way that they're just like, oh, Jane's suddenly worthy. Especially how in the last two Thor movies... Or... Well, well, we're not really... She's in Ragnarok, so but it's, well, it's meant... like um, in Thor 2, how she's having... Oh, I'm just happy to be here in London somewhere. Oh, no, I got something that powers the mention, I ask. Oh no, I got some red shit in my stomach I does now, Mr. Thor. Oh, I'm going to go to Asgard now so I don't die. Thanks a lot, governor. Well, I, I guess I meant... It's so bad. I guess I meant in Thor 3, as well as in... Well, her being totally just, like, non-existent in Thor 3. And then in... Uh, Age of Ultron? Yeah, Age of Ultron, and then... Um, not even technically being in Endgame. Just... Reused footage of her from Ragnarok. I mean, she had to approve that though, so she clean, you know. So what? Just I like, mean, you're to part, be you're part of the cinematic universe. No, but I will say to be to be fair to be fair to this goes into your, to your second point. She wasn't exactly given good material to work with. That's fair. And as an actor, it's like, do you really want to keep coming back to a role where it's 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 pretty shit. I mean, I, I like Natalie Portman. I think more That's so... That's why I separated the two, where I was like, mm. I don't really care for Natalie Portman, and I also can't imagine a way that her character organically, like, gets to that point. Well, I think it's... I've seen some reports now, I think it's clear that Thor still pines for her. No, he puts up the... Like, it was a mutual dumping, but, like, he clearly still pines for her. And I think it's, it's like, you know, because there was that rumor that Gwyneth Paltrow um, was kind of done with the MCU, which is why in Civil War, it's like, yeah, we're, we're taking a break, and then, like, Two movies later, and Homecoming's like, "Oh yeah, we're getting married now." It's like, so it's. I want to. I want to take a quick aside. I know one thing I'd. I'd like to do is if I ever got to sit down with Kevin Feige, which would never happen. I would, I would <laughs> like to be like, and if he could be honest, um, I could be like, so if we ignore, if we just just look at the Infinity Saga as a whole, if you could go back, and like map it out from start to finish, is there anything you would do differently? I'm sure he'd be like, no, it's perfect the way... I just wanted to do that voice for like, no, it's, it's, no, it's... No, no, old bean, it's perfect the way it is, old chap. Because yeah. <laughs> um, there's a bunch of things like... Things like that, where it's like, what is the point... Like, what is the point of... It's, it's two things in Civil War. 
having Pepper and Tonya break up is dumb because you guys not have her there and everything involving Agent 13. That's when I'm like, you clearly did not plan for the end of Endgame. Otherwise, because <laughs> that is a real fucking, um, like, Luke and Leia from Star Wars. If if, Luke, if George Lucas knew, because he always says oh, he knew yeah. from the beginning, if you knew Luke and Leia were brother and sister, you wouldn't have so many scenes of them kissing. <laughs> like, why set up, it's like, why set up a character where it's supposed to be a, a new love interest for for Steve Rogers if you're just going to have him go back a few movies later and marry the, the first girl he had. Whenever you, whenever, whenever somebody brings that up, I, I can't remember if it's a Vine or just a regular video. Is it the image of, of at the end of Return of the Jedi where he's like, is, is it Luke? You love him, don't you? Yes. He's my brother. <laughs> he's like, Harrison Ford, Harrison Ford. My favorite is because Harrison Ford's face is like he kind of looks confused, looks to the side. And then smiles. Someone took a footage of him and goes, He's my brother. Looks confused. Cuts to Leia making out of him and then by strength back. Disgusted him smiling. <laughs> and then he kisses Leia. <laughs> no, the one I'm talking about is they use the. Kubu didn't make that. That was a pre established piece of music. Oh, it was? Most of Tar- Tarantino almost never has original music in his movies. No. Like songs. Like he doesn't, yeah. And what's That's, it from? I don't know, but a friend used it before, before Kill Booted. Oh, really? Yeah, well, like, <laughs> Joey's on a date and one of his dates is going to go skip the crap food off his plate and starts like, Joey doesn't share food. Aaron, Aaron says that a lot. Well, try, Joey doesn't share food. When I try to, when I try to sneak a, a taste of like what she has, she smacks my head. She's like, Joey doesn't share food. She ever trying to take your food? Yeah. Is she, is she allowed to? Yeah. I'm, I'm not Joey. Even she. <laughs> you should just escalate. I just put a knife through her hand. <laughs> um... So, so you're a sexist. You hate you hate women. So that's why you killed like Jane Foster going mad. The other thing, and I... if, if you're Valkyrie, do you not feel a bit pissed? If you're Tessa Thompson, it's like Endgame clearly oh, sets up like she's going to be the, the sure. new queen. She's like, yo, uh, how about how about I fucking although I guess that might be a thing where she's like, no, Valkyrie, I'm fine. Like you know, oh, don't have to become yeah. Thor. I guess that's. It's like the the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It, even like he's, it's not called Captain America and the Winter Soldier. You know, it could be a thing where that's one thing I never understood about it in the comics. Like if someone else, if a, if a pre-established character takes takes on the role of another character, why do they have to change names? It's different when when Dick Grayson became Batman because they didn't want anyone to know Batman was dead. Yeah. So there's there's like an in-universe region as to why he becomes Batman. Well, there's also there's also the whole thing of, of like with Jane Foster becoming Thor. It's not that Jane. That's that's I kind of get I slightly get annoyed when people are like Jane Foster becomes female Thor. Well, see, that's what that's what yeah, yeah. Whoever wields the hammer becomes Thor. Well, see, though no, like, I always thought is she called Thor? Yeah. Because I always thought I always thought that would be way less confusing if they just gave her a different. Because I always thought Thor was his name. What, what's he called then? Well, he's well, no technically his name's like Thor Odinson. But it's like... Is it just a coincidence that the power of that hammer makes you called Thor? I, I, don't, I don't know. Because I, I, mean, I, I always thought if maybe it was a Spider-Gwen thing, where in the book she's called something different. 
but they just called the book Thor. Is, is she referred to as because I haven't read it? Yeah, that's true. If the fire, <laughs> if, if, not Spider Gwen. If the, if the pharmacy, he might know, but he's not. He doesn't count as a bastard. But like, I'm not sure. Like, is she called in universe? Is she called Thor? Yeah, I believe so. I thought so. Do you think this? So do you think then, because of how Endgame ends, of him going off with the Guardians, and because James Gunn has confirmed Guardians three will take place after Thor four, do you think we'll get one scene at the start of Thor four with him and the Guardians? Then he'll leave and never return. I don't know what they're doing now. This is this. Or we'll, we'll go back to Natalie Portman, but this actually comes out to another issue where I'd like to sit down with Kevin Feige about because there's so many movies, so many questions, but there's so many things we're like. Something big happens, and you think it's going to impact the series as a whole. Mm-hmm. But then, like one movie, like the old, but then like the next movie to feature that character, it's fixed or reversed. Yeah, and it just doesn't mean anything. <laughs> like Captain Marvel. What do you mean? Well, how like at the end of uh, Infinity War. They set it up like Captain Marvel was supposed to be like the ace in the hole. Like that's yeah. Well, I mean, that's going to be the 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 person to like, you know, save the day. I then I, you have her movie. Mm-hmm. Then you have Endgame, and she doesn't do anything. You know, do you want to know the in universe reason for that? Well, in, okay, in universe. No, 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 I'm sorry. Do you don't know, know the the the, the IRO reason? Yeah, why. I know why. Because they hadn't even written her script yet when they yeah, filmed the stuff. Because they Infinity filmed Infinity War. War and Endgame back to back. Good, good work there, boys. <laughs> um, my thing is so also in terms of like in, in, in a meta narrative sense, you couldn't have her save the day. It had to be Iron Man or Captain America or oh, even yeah. Thor. But I mean, even even so, like you could have you could have written her to do something of meaning in this. Yes. Because again, I like her in that. I love. One of the best moments is when she's fighting Thanos and he goes to headbutt her and she just does not move. Like that's a nice moment. But like you could you could remove her from the script, rewrite one or two things in the story. It's like Spider Man and Civil War. Great addition. Doesn't it doesn't affect the plot whatsoever. Yeah. He doesn't in, in his future movies, but in context of just Civil War itself, you could remove you could actually remove Ant Man as well, but you need that to get into his next movie. So I guess in those in smaller senses like that, they kind of affect the overarching. But big things like, you know, when we went to Soldier, shields compromised. Holy shit, this is going to mean a lot. Get to, you get to Age of Ultron, Nick Fury's got his own new shield up, running. Okay, 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 okay <laughs> that's good. I think, you know, I think like the Hydra have been referenced in small ways. Like, I think in Ant-Man, the bad guys are like Hydra or affiliated with Hydra in some way, but doesn't mean much. Spider-Man, Homecoming. At the end, Aunt May finds out who he is. Like, holy shit, you know, this is, this is a big thing. Far from home. You could, again, a few small tweaks wouldn't make a fucking bit of difference. The fact yeah. that she knows who he is. Um, just things like that, you know. It's just, I just wish that, I mean, it's, I, I've, I've, been listening, I've been getting into listening to the Empire movie review podcast. And they do these things called sports specials when like a big movie comes out to get somebody involved, like either a writer or a director to talk about the movie. And then four writers would just nerd out for like an hour and a half. And a lot of them, a lot of the Marvel movies, they do say, this is, this, you know, this is one thing I actually kind of appreciate um, Kevin Feige doing. He always says when they're making a movie, he's always just like, let's make this movie the best movie it can be mm-hmm. and not worry too much about the overarching narrative. Which I, I get it because not, not everyone is going to watch every, you know, is going to watch every movie. Some people... Always want to watch Atman movies and don't give a fuck about Spider Man or the Guardians or what have you. So in that in that sense, I get it. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I just wish I just wish there was somebody there working a bit harder on making sure things connected. I, I am a sucker for continuity. Yeah. Um, like in Spider-Man Homecoming, there's that, there's that like eight years later title card. And now everyone involved with Marvel is like, yeah, that's the fucking dumb because it, it doesn't take place eight years after Avengers. That's that bad. Same thing in Guardians 2. The time frame, because Guardians 2 is meant to take place right after Guardians, like shortly after Guardians 1. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, doesn't take place in time with the rest of um, Phase 2. Uh... But there's... There's a card where it says like 30, there's like a time frame. It's like, it's either something like 36 years ago or 36 years in the future, have you? And it doesn't, it makes it fit in with phase two as opposed to taking place closer to Guardians 1. And on on Twitter, James Gunn was like, yeah, my bad. That was a a mistake we didn't catch. Hmm. Fix your shit, Marvel. DC don't do that. I'm just saying. (laughs) DC don't do that. There's a lot of shit DC needs to fix before they fix it. No, they, their continuity is airtight. That's why the, that's why the franchise is better. Okay, Ryan. So, this is just too much money. So, going back to Natalie Portman, you hate her. Uh, yeah, I, I don't care for Natalie Portman one bit. I like the Black Swan. That's what, you know what? There's two movies that everybody... Black Swan yeah. and Queen Amidala. And I'm just like, I don't care. I'm joking about Queen Amidala. She can't even know that good in those movies. <laughs> I thought it was, is it, um... Oh, there's some like science fiction movie. Oh, that just came out recently, right? Like, like the last year, everyone says she's good in that. Um, you know, I don't. I I like Natalie Portman. I, you know, I I enjoy most of the time when she's on screen. Um, mm-hmm. I wouldn't if I was to do some like rank all your favorite actresses. She might not even make like my top ten or twenty. But I don't know. You know, I I, I welcome seeing Natalie Portman. Mm-hmm. I like her. You know, I like her a bit more in Thor One because she she's doing more. She's a bit more just. I got shit in me, and now what do I do now, Governor? I've got shit in me. I've got. I'm announced to me. Some raccoon's gonna come, fucking take a syringe up my arsehole. He is. I put out the red shit. <laughs> what am I doing here, Governor? Um. So you know, I look forward to it. I, th- I think it's gonna be an interesting dynamic. They announced that you know, Valkyrie is gonna be. You know, there was a there was a deleted scene from Ragnarok where it kind of implied she was lesbian, mm-hmm. and now this movie, Necron's gonna fucking confirm it. Which um. So here's the other part of that. So the reason that I said it was controversial is because everybody's been too into the hype of having female Thor be in the MCU. Oh, but people, people are asking for that? Well, I mean, it's just the fact, you know, representation coming mm-hmm. to the Marvel Universe. But, and I know I'm not the only one who thinks this, but the other part of it is that, like, I'm seeing all these announcements where, you know, 75% of their Phase 4 material is all these movies with representation in them. You got, you know, Natalie Portman as Thor. You have the LGBTQ stuff in Thor 4. Um, the uh, Shang-Chi, which is, I believe, filmed uh, with uh, Asian American talent in front of them behind the mm-hmm. camera. I think the Eternals, um, Blade, cultural yeah. thing, mm-hmm. uh, female director, I want to say, say Black Widow, female director. Um, I mean, I don't I mean, it's, it's, you know, so, yeah, it's nice. But why did they wait until after they were they had the number one movie in the world to then take all these I mean, quote unquote risks? I mean, I've 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 seen that argument a lot, but then the the counter argument I see to that, which I, I somewhat agree with. I mean, I kind of I can see it from both. I'm not not to sit on the fence, but I can see both. The counter argument I see that is just at least it's happening. Yeah, I you know it's I, like, which I agree. It's better than not having it, even though we have to wait a bit for it. 
at least it, it's happening now. Which I mean, you you could have made the case that after the first Avengers made over a billion, they they could have started taking a bit more risks there. Because I think you know what it's it's um, again it was Phase Three was the first time we had you know a solo female movie and a solo movie where the main character was African American. You know mm-hmm. which. Paid off though, because both of those made over a billion, yeah. you know. So they clearly, clearly paid off. I mean, you know, it, it it's happening. Um, I was just uh, listening to this podcast with people, I guess, and and, and the quote the Empire magazine. I guess a bunch of incels are complaining because there's like there's very few things like what well, Doctor Strange is the only movie in Phase Four to just feature like a white guy as the main character. Yeah, who fucking who? Who fucking who? Like, you, you've had, you've had literally movies. 20, 10 years, 22 movies, where 20 of them are just straight white guys as the main, you know, it's, I mean, you know, it, it's, it's a thing where at the end of the day, it's like, obviously the, what's, what's important is, is that the character itself and everything, I mean, it's, it, it's, this is easy for me that what I'm about to say, take with a grain of salt, but I, I don't, I don't need, you know, to me. I don't have to see a white guy on screen to identify that I be feel connected to a main character, but obviously, it's easy for me to say that because fucking what? Let's let's be conservative and say ninety percent of all media is about straight white guys. So I can fucking blink and I'll see twenty shows and a hundred movies featuring somebody that you know the executives say you need this person to identify with the audience. And I, you know, I not being person of color or female, I can't. I don't. You know, I can't. Um, you know, it, it's it's easy for me to dismiss that as not being something I need. Obviously, you know, you hear stories about female Ghostbusters, you know, Black Panther, Captain Marvel, uh, Star Wars, the new Star Wars movies. You know, young girls and young people, you know, boys and girls of color connect. Yeah, exactly, matters. exactly. Which again, so that's why, that's why when I and I'm just talking about for me personally, but that's because it, you know, it's I can fucking blink and see and see myself. Fucking pick any Seth Rogen movie. I'm like, yeah, that's me. Like, there you go. That's fine. So you know, so I'm not trying to be exactly. Yeah, I'm not trying to be dismissive of that. I'm just saying that that's something just to me personally doesn't affect me. But obviously, it is. It is something that is important. Um. So yeah, basically, we're saying fucking cells is basically what the point. Of <laughs> Little piece of shit. <laughs> uh, I fucking hate Tom Holland Spider Man. Just, just fucking. What? Just... So you know, I, I was thinking about this the other day. I think my favorite visual representation of Spider-Man is Andrew Garfield and the Amazing Spider-Man. Tom Holland does very little web swinging, which you can't blame on him because you know he doesn't. He doesn't make those decisions. But I think just because I was watching this um, clip on 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 Twitter, but it was like there was the special effects guys for the Amazing movies talking about what they were doing stuff, and they did. They said they did this one thing where they did. A fast climb, where with his web swing for him to gain more momentum and get faster, he would climb up as he's swinging. I was like, just watching how he moved, and I always loved it. In the, I, I know, I know a lot of people don't like the Amazing movies. Um, you know, you can't really defend the Amazing until or listen to our commentary. Plug, plug, plug. Um, <laughs> I think on a on a visual level, when I realized I I kind of gravitated more towards Garfield rather than Maguire, which I've said before. I, I I like the Rain, you know, the first two Rain movies. I think still, well, Spider Man Two is, is I still think is one oh, of yeah. the best 
I think Spider-Man 1 hasn't aged the best, but I still enjoy watching it. Spider-Man 3 is just a clusterfuck, and it's fun to mock, but... Spider-Man um, 1 is campy. They're, they're all very campy. Like, mm. th- th- you know what? Th- th- Sam Raimi... I'm not those, saying that as a bad thing. Those movies have such visual style, and it's... Well, okay, I'm going to put a pin in that and come back to it when we get back to, to Holland, because that's an issue I have, a slight issue I have with those movies. But just... The Amazing uh, Spider-Man one, which I think of all the Spider-Man movies, that's, that's, I like that one actually. And I, I, I mm. it's they aesthetically, it's too dark. They shouldn't have tried to make it look Dark Knight. That is, that is the wrong choice for Batman. But I get that. Oh, sorry, it's the wrong choice for, for Spider-Man. Like with Tom Holland, I think they thought they had to do some changes to make it different from the Wire movies. That's that they clearly reversed that for Amazing too, because he's not, not dark at all. But the scene where he's fighting the lizard and he's crawling all like around him like a spider. I was like, that's awesome. Tobey Maguire Spider-Man would never have done that. No. Um, which again, nothing against Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, but like he... He wasn't was, given the best stuff to work with. He wasn't given Spider-Man material to work with. Yeah. He was given just action hero who every 60 minutes might say a mildly funny line. I will say that like, is Jack and I have talked about this, just Spider-Friend Jack. Um, because Sam Raimi looked to like the original issues Sam Raimi was he he said he liked the 60 original 60s 60 early 70 stuff that was his yeah that's why he wanted nothing to do with Venom he said I'm not a 90s boy like nothing to do with it 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 that's fine and I can definitely I can see the homage to that sort of style in those Sam Raimi movies so especially you know like I said especially one and two three I just three didn't happen <laughs> three, three, three didn't fucking happen <laughs> But you're the fan of Amazing Spider-Man Two, and not yes. Spider-Man Three. I, but that's I. I will put Amazing Spider-Man Two on my own pedestal. <laughs> it as a film, not good. I agree with that. Well, that's Spider-Man. All stuff. of the Spider-Man stuff. That's there's so much, <laughs> so much shit in the Amazing Spider-Man movies that they did that I was just like, fucking yes, like developing his own wind turbine. Okay, get the wind turbine <laughs> thing. Like that's. Oh Quint- come on, like quintessential Spider-Man. I would say so much. I know what you're gonna. You would do a starting to say there with he on his own web shooters. Mm-hmm. So much was made of that. Thirty seconds, maybe of screen time. Like you could, you could, you could have just given him organic web shooters. Nothing in the movie changes. I guess it doesn't do anything. That's that's fair. I just I I, I didn't like that Tobey Maguire had organic webbing. I didn't, I didn't like that. I thought pit. I thought well, it, it's. It's one thing where it it's it's which is fucking stupid because fucking Sam Raimi said he loved the sixty stuff, but Peter Parker had fucking web shooters. I think that that's a it's case of I mean I know nothing in these movies are realistic, but I think it's a sense of you know it's like believing a kid got bit by a radioactive spider mm-hmm. and got spider powers is a suspension of disbelief. You know it's like, like yeah. you know. But believing that I, 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 by contact with the character, broke as fuck, 16-year-old could develop and then fund the... I mean, this is what, like, you know, I'm, I'm fine. I'm saying that I, I, I think that's why they did that. Also, it just makes it cleaner, which I get it. I, I'm, I'm fine. For a movie, I'm fine with him having, like, like web shooters. It, it makes... Because, again, I don't look... So, it's like, uh, so far, we've had four solo Spider-Man movies where he's had like, organic web shooters. And I think... There's one part in Amazing Spider-Man 2 where he breaks one of them. And I want to say there might be a moment in Where's all the... Homecoming where he like like loses both of them. Hmm. But it's just like, on the whole, they don't add anything. Like it, Just in terms of the movies. 
like I, I get that they're there because the fans wanted him, and that's fine. I'm like, they don't. I don't care. I'm just saying, where's all the where's all the moments where he's like, oh no, oh, no. my web food. <laughs> that was the Spider Man too. Yeah. You look at it, webs go, oh no, what's happening? It's just like that was I, that was one of my favorite sticks from the '90s show. Where he just kept running out of web fluid. But it would always be like he would just change it while falling and he'd get away. I was, I was, even as a, as a, I'm like ten. I'm like, what's the damn, I'm damn like, belt with all the clips? And I'm just like, stop wasting my time and show. Like I know he's gonna get out of this. All right, he's gonna fucking go. Oh no, I'm gonna web fluid. I'm like, no, stop wasting my time, show. Have you seen that new meme from the 90s shows that go around? Oh, what? <laughs> oh, the way he's, he's screaming, no. <laughs> <laughs> when you miss your train by four seconds, no! no! My favorite is the one that says, when you see a piece of fan art that you want to retweet, but your timeline refreshes. There's <laughs> the retweet button, and he goes to front, no! <laughs> funny about that so that obviously Mary Jane was a clone of Hydro Man and they lost it with Mary Jane then when they get to the final two-parter which is kind of um it's kind of a precursor to Spider-Verse because it had all of like all of the different Spider-Man coming together to fight one for it wasn't the crappy villain from Spider-Verse it was like they had to come together to work together and they had been the Scott Spider was there and he tells his backstory and this was obviously a dig at, at uh, cl- uh, was it secret cl- clone? What's it called? Clone Saga. Clone Saga. Um, Spider Man, main Spider Man goes. That sounds like a bad comic book plot. And I, I'm like, again, even as a kid, like, motherfucker, six episodes ago, Mary Jane was a fucking water clone. Fuck you, John Semper Junior. <laughs> you thin-skinned bastard. <laughs> you got it, you got it. Oh yeah, I've, I've got, I've. John Semper Jr., the, the, like, create the, like, main producer, head writer of the Spider-Man uh, animated series from the 90s. I've gone back and forth on Facebook a few times with him, and it, uh, a boy's got thin skin. <laughs> Don't compare a show to Batman. He doesn't appreciate that in any way, shape, or form. No shows in the 90s could punch people. Batman could. Batman didn't count. He's like, okay. He's like, okay, then. X-Men did. Shut up. <laughs> Batman was on a different network. X-Men was on your network. Um, I just... Uh, <laughs> Dumbass. <laughs> Go on. Don't say Virginia. Yeah, I just... every So... Alright. So, I know this is kind of... Back... Back... Well, not backpedaling. I don't know what the word is. It's the men who hate all women, and you want this lady, and you want female thought to die. <laughs> so I mean, I I made it clear how I felt about MCU Spider Man. Oh yeah, you hate the after Homecoming. That you hated and wanted him to die. <laughs> um, and I saw this clip of Stan Lee the other day, and it kind of personified, I guess, what I was one of the things that that I felt negatively about when it came to that um, version of the character. And it was about how um, he was talking about the inception of Spider-Man and how his editor at the time Martin uh, was talking about how, you know, teenagers cannot be superheroes. Teenagers are, are Psychics. sidekicks. Yeah. Um, and that's just like, the whole like how they've made Spider-Man into this like Iron Man Junior, I'm just like, 
I mean, I get that, like, his whole, like, arc as a character is supposed to be, like, him, like, becoming his own superhero, but just, like, even starting out as, like, that's, I mean, that's, Spider-Man to me is just, like, carving his own path because even in the very first issue of Spider-Man, he's like, he's like, he's like oh, I'll just join the Fantastic Four. And the Fantastic Four is like, no, you can't fuck do you. that. Fuck you. And he's just like, all right, fuck you. I'll just do my own thing. We'll just break all your expensive shit. <laughs> so it's just, I don't... Do I, me, Richard. I ain't got nothing. I just don't, I can't, I, 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 I get part of it because of what you said about having to create a more realistic approach where it's just like, you know, there's no way that Peter could have all this you know, all this stuff, but it's, it's well, kind of... Well, he has the web shooting before you meet Tony Stark. That's fair, but automatically they're replaced by the Iron Man web shooting. Well, but I'm saying, no, in terms of MCM, like, I think that's more case that they wanted to do something different with him. Because, like, they, we've had, at that point, five movies of him just swinging around New York, just being like... I get a, it, a, but it's yeah. it's not Spider-Man to me. And it, it never will, because they keep doubling down on this, like, Iron Man Jr. No, I think the, the like, kind of his, the plot, his arc in Far From Home, which you haven't seen, so your opinion is worth it in the matter, is about him kind of stepping, finally stepping out of Tony's shadow. Because there's a whole thing in the movie where like, people were saying, you know, are you going to become the new, the new Iron Man, new Iron Man, all that shit. And Happy Hogan actually goes, no one wants you to be the new Iron Man. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you need to be Spider-Man. That's who you need to be, not... And he goes, Tony sucks, sucked anyway. <laughs> I just, I, I just don't like, I don't like the suit. I don't like anything. I don't like anything Spider-Man related to Iron Man. I don't. I never have. My issue with, with some of, and this is the thing with the MCU in general. Again, it's supposed to be fantastical, but whenever they have those like nanobite suits that just come off and on, what is, what, what are you, what are they doing to make that happen? <laughs> We've been over this. I'm like, are they like doing a specific blinking section? Like the, that to me, that always takes me. Away. I'm like, what the fuck is he doing to make that go over his head? You know, like. <laughs> You have to create a dramatic moment, and then the suit senses the dramatic tension in the air. <laughs> I would, I would be like, just press his fucking spray bottle on, on his wrist, his wrist, just be like, boop, and it comes out. It's, it's like the Falcon. Anthony Mackie's been like, yeah, you know, like whenever I like move my shoulders and stuff, like things, I'm like, you do the same motion, and four different things happen. Fuck you, Anthony Mackie. Falcon tech is flawed. I'm glad your face got stolen. Can't Panthers stole your face. <laughs> I just want somebody to tell that. Who the fuck is Ken <laughs> Just so I can have that clip. Just like anytime, anytime I'm sad or upset, I can just be like, who the fuck is Ken Panthers? And Anthony Mackie sues Ken Panthers and wins. If I could tweet tweet Anthony Mackie right now. <laughs> Somebody must have done that. <laughs> oh boy, I just I, and then I was, it was funny because I was talking to Spider Friend Jack and I was it's, talking it's about Fisher name. Yeah. Oh, so he was talking to me about. He's like, he's like, oh, have you seen Far From Home? And I said no. And I showed I I my attitude was very like negative about it, and he kept on trying to like get me to like. Have a more open mind about it. I already it saw it because I thought you'd see it. You said you were going to see it, you piece of shit. <laughs> well, the more... I made Jeff go see it. It was funny because, like, I was going to go see it. And then I literally had, like, at least five people, like, tweet. Then they were like, oh, I really like Far From Home. And then I, like, they would respond to me and be like, you're not going to like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then he... Jack says that, that Mysterio was better than he expected. And everything that I heard, I'm just like, 
Nope. Don't like it. <laughs> Why? I, I don't like that he's not fake ugly or fake fake handsome. It's never gonna happen, TJ. <laughs> it should have happened. It was never gonna happen. No, that's that's a, that's a, I'm joking. That's a petty reason, but still, Mysterio Fuck cannot you. be that handsome. <laughs> Quentin Beck is not a handsome gentleman. He is in the in order of the cartoons in the nineties cartoons. He looks like the he looks like, he looks like Triple H. <laughs> like you Triple look H. at him outside of it. He looks like fucking nineties Triple H. <laughs> oh, shit, Built like a bodybuilder with long, glorious blonde hair. It's fucking it's Triple H. Oh, he didn't have a ball cut. Nineties Spider-Man cartoon shit. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, when I was saying something else, I was like. I don't like that we don't get more um, spooky voice fish bulb. Because <laughs> he's not trying to be scary, except for that one scene where he is. Typically, he's trying to be a hero. That's why he... he's not trying to be scary. Except for that one scene where he is. <laughs> he's he's like he's trying to be a fake hero. He can't have a spooky yeah. voice and be a hero, which is fine because Mysterio did start out trying to be a a, a hero. Yeah. Trying to look at this <laughs> Triple H looking motherfucker. <laughs> I'll find out one. <laughs> what else? What else in the what else? What they announced? Are you do you not care for or looking forward to? Um, I don't know. I'm kind of on the fence about all the shows because I'm just like I, I I can't I can't think of. You're not excited for for Hawkeye. Oh my god! I love it. Was funny because Jack. Jack was reading, like, like I said, he was reading, like, the news from it, and, uh, he got to that part, and he was like, he's like, oh, he's like a show about, um, Hawkeye, and then he's like, reading the best picture, but, that's, he right, he does. (laughs) (laughs) Triple H looking motherfucker. (laughs) Um, he had this part where, the, the part in the description was like, oh, it'll, it'll, uh, expand upon his role, or his time as Ronan. And when Jack said it, there was like a, there was a silence, and then I just went fucking great. We see you on Ronan for like two minutes. I told, I Who just gives a fuck. I don't fucking care. Especially, I don't care about Gen- Jeremy Renner anymore. I just don't. Did you ever care about Jeremy Renner? Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a good one too. Ripped up, yeah. What about uh, what about Eternals? Uh, Eternals, I, I don't know what it's about, so I can't, I can't say one way or another. Shang-Chi? Okay. Racist. <laughs> Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, so we can bring back Vision, probably. Smission? Smission. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I hope that they do some, like, horror stuff. Okay, there we go. There, uh, there, jump cuts. There's a good oh, jump cuts. Uh, jump scare. So, yeah. Um, Blade, Okay. That's the only one where I'm like, you know what's going to suck, though? It's going to be PG-13. What's the fucking point? Yeah, that's fair. Either put it on Netflix or do it R-rated. Otherwise, don't do, nobody, nobody wants a PG-13 blade where you can't either show him fuck motherfuckers up or call people motherfucker. That's what you want Blade to do. I'm just saying. Give me Morbius and I'll be okay. They're making a Morbius movie. Are they? Yeah, Sony is. Uh, Jared Leto is playing Morbius. Oh, Your favorite Joker is playing Morbius. You know. Oh, oh, oh. 
I guess, like, do you want a Morbius movie with no connection to Spider-Man? No, you don't. Morbius. Venom, you can kind of, I can, you know, I like Venom. It was dumb as fuck, but I enjoyed it, you know, but it's just like, he's a vampire. Like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. What the fuck? You, you know that Marvel just like, you know, if I can make a vampire movie, so like, yeah, I will fucking show you how we'll make, we'll make a fucking vampire killer movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they will kill you at the box office. Yeah. For some reason, like, I don't, I don't know what it is, but the, the line that kept sticking out of my head for that press conference, the, the MCU press conference, was when uh, Kevin Feige was like, when Mahershal Ali calls, you answer. And I'm just like, okay. I mean, I like him as an actor, but just like, Okay. <laughs> two-time Oscar winner. That's fair. Two-time Oscar winner. Because, like, I want to play more fucking Blade. Wait, was he in... Was he in, um... Well, I know he was in that movie that won Best Picture last year, right? Yeah, he won in, I want to say, well, two, yeah, 2018 and 2016. Academy Award winner. What was 2016? I don't know. No, it was... Hold on. I think one of them was it green? It was the one, the one they won for 2018 was like one where he's driving people. Some people were like, were mad at it one. I guess some people, some people think it's racist. I haven't seen it, so I can't comment. I just remember that there was some backlash. I think to that winning. Yeah, I again, I, I'm sure he's amazing. I think he's amazing. I I first saw him in House of Cards. I, I I've loved him since. Oh, then. you do like House of Cards a lot. It's you know what I went back to what season one, and it's just like. I, I, I typically, I, I find it hard to separate art from artist. But when I'm watching it, I'm like, God damn you, Kevin Spacey, you're a piece of shit, but damn you can act. <laughs> damn you for being so talented, you bastard. Oh, he was in Moonlight, okay. That's it, what was that what he won for? Yeah. Thought he was in that, but I, I, I wasn't sure. Did you see that new the new uh, trailer for that movie that's coming out with uh, <laughs> um, it's a it's a um, police drama with uh, Chadwick Boseman. Olsen twins. Yeah, with the Olsen. <laughs> what? <laughs> they give me the police drama. <laughs> anything though yeah that you know of <laughs> it's um it's Chadwick Boseman being directed by the Russo brothers and it's a uh, it's a Black pretty... Panther 2 <laughs> this time it's personal he leaves because it becomes a low level straight B cop <laughs> how T'Challa got his fruit back <laughs> <laughs> he takes that liquid thing that drains him with power because it's like the army she gets one year of being normal <laughs> he wants to be Black Panther, so he goes to like Chicago and become a beat cop. Jesus Christ! What do forever? Hey, what'd you say? Oh, oh, I, I mean shit. I mean, I said, at you. <laughs> I said, Yonanda Momeva. <laughs> Think I'm having a strong cold. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's Chadwick Boseman. I think I've seen trailers for it. Yeah, Twenty One Bridges looks pretty good. Oh, was there one where there's like there's a drug deal and they have like up until sunlight to like stop them from getting off the island? Yeah, yeah, yeah I've seen trailers for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, so going back to what I was talking about, the horror thing. 
I went and saw Midsummer last night. <laughs> Karen and I went to go see Lion King remake uh, last week. <laughs> and then, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about that a little bit. But then we got there and she saw a poster for that. And she was like, oh, good, someone's scary. Like, someone's done a contemporary version of Midsummer's Night Dream. I'm like, no, it ain't. That ain't it. No, 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 no. <laughs> No, 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 <laughs> Jesus Christ, that's hilarious. Um, uh, is that again? I, I, I haven't heard too much about it. So, it was very, it was very disturbing. Right off the bat. Just, just very, very, very disturbing. Um, I will definitely say it was effective. Because even after we saw it, like, I was very, like, freaked out. You're still crying about it? I'm still crying about it. Shut the fuck up. Mr. <laughs> <laughs> you know this movie. <laughs> no fishbowl spooky boys. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I just, as she, she mentioned that a couple times, like, because sometimes in movies, like, if I get too focused, she'll, like, reach over and try to, like, tickle me. What? You get me to like unfocus. I don't know. And when you're watching a movie, yeah, that seems rude. I'm like, <laughs> well, she likes to fuck with me, so like when, um, and she said a couple times, like I was so engrossed in the movie, she like she like tried to do something to me, and she was just like, like I didn't do anything because I was just so like, it just engrossed in in what was going on. It was yeah. It was just very deeply disturbing on on a couple levels. Because, um, I mean, right off the bat, it, her family is killed very, very... Oh, spoiler alert. <laughs> it's the first, like, five minutes of the movie. Spoiler alert for the first five minutes of the movie. <laughs> you, you could tell right away. Well, because you wake up, the starts to and it's fucking dead. I only told you what happened, because they're dead. Um... But yeah, it's very like very cult like, um, like Morats. Yeah, it's a cult now, <laughs> like like Heaven's Gate culty. But it, it's disturbing, like Morats. <laughs> it's painful to watch, like Morats. It stays with you forever in a very bad way, like Morats. In the back of a Volkswagen. I just, I don't, I don't understand your animosity towards Mallrats. It's not funny. It's I think it's a very funny watch. movie. Oh, God. I think it is a very funny movie. You see a trailer for James and Bob reboot? Jesus. That was painful to watch. Oh, boy. Silent Bob's in an Iron Man suit. Get it? It's funny. I like that Kevin Smith, he's become the new Judd Apatow. In the sense that he just keeps casting his wife and children in all of his movies now. Why the fuck? Why do we... <laughs> Why is this? Why? <laughs> Did you see that trailer for that um, Jojo Rabbit? It's uh, it's a movie. It's, it's like a... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Is, is that a Jojo reference? <laughs> <laughs> I just dabbed. You for fucking the piece of shit. <laughs> Christopher hates that. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Jojo people like the the like the big thing is just like poses, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what the thing is, but it's just like like when he, it's one of those things where it's just like just like hey, 
I know you don't care about JoJo, but I'm going to talk about it. And he just, like, tells me things. So I got to the point where I just got tired of hearing it. And I was just like, hey, I'm JoJo. And I just <laughs> 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 It's funny. I was talking to, talking to Jeff about it um, a couple weeks ago. And I was talking about how... Uh, Jeff and I, Jeff was laughing because he's like, he's like, he's just so funny because like Jeff is is Christopher's stepfather yeah. for some for some context. Yeah, he was just talking about how he's like how funny he is. Where he's just like every every new issue that he reads or something is his favorite. <laughs> and he was like, I was like, it's, he like texts me these things and he's just like, he's like, he's like, oh, the new issue of Venom was so good. And I'm just like, I'm just like, I I understand that you liked it, but I don't think it was that. I I haven't read it. Well, you I don't it? know. You don't know anything. But I, I guarantee you that it wasn't like good. Sometimes he'll, he'll text Christopher will text me, be like, "Hey, I'm watching like this FT show." I was like, "Don't do that." Yeah. <laughs> Spend your time on something better than that. <laughs> he was watching Mighty Number no. Nine the other day, talking to me about it. He, he said, "He said I'm sorry for my uncle's involvement in this game," and I said, "Yes, you should apologize for something that is totally out of your control." And I do blame you for the actions of other people. <laughs> Maybe we should say Alfred. I think we said this before, but Alfred and Jeffrey mentioned his brother of uh, Ben. Is it Ben? Is that his yeah. name? Mm-hmm. Of of Ben Judd, the infamous. It's better than nothing. Uh, <laughs> translator who worked with Inafune for. Um, my, I know that sounds like hey, my uncle worked at Nintendo, but it's honest, honest to God true. I mean, I was yeah. was at HeroesCon years ago, and me and him were talking. Just me and Jay, everyone else had gone to bed. And we were just talking. He was like, "Yeah, my brother's, my brother's done stuff." And he like, I guess his brother was the technically the first voice actor for Ace Attorney. Yeah. And then when he mentioned about, I was like, "Well, well, your brother's the guy who works with Mighty, you know, like that." I was like, "Do you realize how like your brother's an internet meme? Like, do you realize that? Like, it's a big portion of people who just hate him online for for what he said. For what he said. How dare you?" That game is bad though. My, yeah, bad, I have, yeah. I have not. I I started. For, I cleared the intro level, and I tried like the first four levels, and I couldn't finish one of them, and I did not give a shit. Yeah, I paid six dollars for it on Amazon, and it came with a free art book. <laughs> Please take our art I'll books. Cut my losses at six dollars. <laughs> We'll just do an Everett Pew. I just scream at Stefan. <laughs> Point fixed. So, okay, so you know how I said that the, the Samurai movie, Spider-Man movie is very stylish. Yeah. The MCU Spider-Man movie is not so much. The, the, the MCU as a whole, there's not, not a lot of, of, I don't think, individual, like, a lot of the movies, I think, especially like phase two onward kind of merged together in terms of a visual style. It's like James Gunn has it. There's certain sequences in especially Guardians 2 that don't feel like, don't feel like they're from any other MCU movie. The bit where Yondu like kills everyone on that ship. Uh-huh. Like brilliant. Visually looks great. All the Spider-Man movies though, it just, I just, like when I think of the Raimi movies, like bright colorful, bright and colorful springs to mind. And I thought of the amazing movies. You know, a lot of it takes place at night, darker color palette, kind of you know the hashtag Dark Knight aesthetic. When I think of the MCU, when I think of the MCU in general now, 
like gr- like like grey overdrab cloudy days, which yeah. is so many of their movies. Like that, which is, it's a, it's a visual style, but it's just like and there's the Raimi movies have this kind of like kinetic editing where like there's things where like you know you see Peter Parker's drawing the costume and the camera will go into the costume and you know like or try to just something else or they kind of like or like the spinning newspapers and you know, like come out the newspapers and stuff. The the FD movies don't have any of that, but like. Yeah. I remember watching the first one. And I, 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 I would actually like to go back and revisit Homecoming. Um, but I like it. I didn't hate it, but it's probably middle on my MCU listing. I remember when it, when it gets to the end, though, and there's that Ramon song in the end credit montage is like, like you know, really fast and start animation and all that stuff. I might. I'm just thinking, you haven't earned that because <laughs> of, of how, how. Uh, again, I don't want to be. I don't want to be say like generic or boring, but how like. On in a from an entertainment standpoint, how unenergetic the movie is, because a lot of it there's a lot of scenes in Homecoming where it's just Spider Man sitting around <laughs> waiting for things to happen, and it's like you kind of haven't earned this pop, you know, this some kind of punk rock aesthetic. Something happened to me with um, Superman versus the Elite, fun movie, but the opening like um, intro like credit sequence is. Same thing, it's like punk rock music, it's like all kind of wacky and weird, like visuals. And then the movie is kind of like normal, normal DC animated movie. It's fun to watch, but it doesn't really have. Like, I, my thing is, if you're gonna, if you're gonna have a sequence like that, the movie needs to feel like that. Yeah. And Homecoming doesn't. And Far From Home does something similar to it, but it's not as holy fucking shit, like this is punk rock and we're gonna. That's what Spider-Man needs in the new movie. He needs some Kremlins. Yeah. Did we talk about Far From Home last time we did a recording? No. Well, I'm going to spoil some things just for Far From Home and uh, get Chidi's reaction from it. Okay. So I think we talked about this before. So, Studio dies. Okay. But come back, though. Who knows? Who cares? <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's fair. He's mid, mid-credit stinger. Again, you've been, you've been warned. Five, four, three, two, one. Everyone knows. Everyone in, in the in the world knows Peter Parker, Spider Man. Why does every, How does everybody know? Because the last thing Mysterio does before he dies is send the video of him. He's like, you know, because he thinks he's a hero. He's like, hey, I'm Mysterio, and like, you know, uh, I'm being attacked. Uh, and Peter Parker is is Spider Man. And do you know who reveals this information to the world? J. J. Jameson. Played by whom? Uh, uh, J.K. Motherfucking Simmons. Okay. Well, I said both me and Jeff were like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was hoping for Hugh Laurie. I know. We talked about that. Um, and then the final end of credits thing. Uh, I don't like that, by the way. What? I don't like that people know who Spider-Man is. I don't fucking like that one. It's bit. something different. I mean, they they did it in a Civil War comic book. Your favorite comic book of all time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they 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 undid that with uh, with one more day. Uh, maybe maybe we'll get a one more day movie. That's <laughs> that's what Spider Man Three is. So it's Homecoming, Far From Home, One More Home, <laughs> <laughs> One More Home. <laughs> um, and of course the the after credits stinger is the the Sam Jackson and Maria Hill, who've been following throughout the entire movie. Uh, scroll. Okay. And Sam Jackson's up in space. The, 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 the real Nick Fury is up in space. Okay. 
Cool. Marvel Phase 4. Look for it soon. <laughs> I just, yeah, I don't, I don't like that that people know who Spider Man is. I think I think that's I think for Civil War, like the thing about the so many people though, it's the thing is like so many people they they could easily undo it. In universe, because they have fucking they can firmly have score agents who can, you know, uh, shape shift like like mistake. Just have one of those Pretending to be Peter Parker, and the real Spider-Man comes in. He's like, "Hey, that's not me. Take off your mask." Oh fuck! <laughs> I just told me. I just yeah, I don't I don't care for that. I like I will say though, for Civil War for what it is, the book. I like I like that arc where. Are you a Civil War apologist? Wait, Civil War is a bad thing. The book. Yeah. Yo, you like Civil War? Yeah. I've met no, apart from you, I've met nobody who says nice words about that book. Okay. I mean, I like. I, I, don't I, you also don't you also enjoy the Clone Saga? I, I like. Don't so, you also enjoy One More Day? Yeah. Don't you also enjoy Insert Spider-Man book no one else likes but you here? Oh, you forgot about the the thing where uh, the Green Goblin had sex with Gwen Stacy. Don't you enjoy yeah. the fact that the Green Goblin was fucking Gwen Stacy on the rig? I like. That. <laughs> <laughs> I got normal when came back from the dead and became, they put him in charge of fucking shoe. Don't you enjoy that? <laughs> you I, just, I, I, I do like that, actually. Like I story, like Dark Avengers a lot. Don't you like the storyline where it's implied that Spider-Man with his retroactive sperm gave Mary Jane cancer and that's why she died? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> don't you enjoy that that spin-off book where it's revealed that Aunt May and Uncle Ben are actually Peter's parents due to the fact that they were swinging sex-crazed teenagers? You said just said spin-off book, so no. I think it might be... It was written by, by who else? Mark Millar. <laughs> have, you seen that, have you seen that new meme from uh, Spider-Man 1? <laughs> Oh, is it the, uh, you're on the wrong side of history, Spider-Man? No, no, not that. It's <laughs> That's old. I love uh, that I'm talking about, so much. There's, there's this new uh, it's this video that's going around Twitter where um, this part where Peter's coming down the stairs, he does that thing where he, like, walks, yeah. where he kicks, <laughs> and you know how, like, Uncle Ben, like, turns around, <laughs> and he's like, he's like, oh, hey, yeah. well, Uncle Ben turns around, and Peter just punches him. <laughs> what? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> How did I put that together? I don't know. <laughs> but I mean, it's a close-up Uncle Ben's face, so it's just like a fist. Like, <laughs> is he punching the movie? Piece jokes. He probably won't like that one, but I've seen it a bunch of places. What the punching thing? Yeah.
<laughs> it's so whimsical and it's just like. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you punch Uncle Ben? <laughs> Peter Parker would never do that. You should not find that funny, Theodore. You should be outraged. Funny. What would you do if there was a, if they made it canon that Uncle Ben never died? He just became uh, a, a drug kingpin in, in Mexico. <laughs> if he became a kingpin, I would love it. King, king. <laughs> he he's actually kingpin. <laughs> fucking Daredevil came out like five years ago. Say it right, kingpin. <laughs> kingpin. <laughs> we were talking about. We were talking about those, uh, they told, Aaron and I had a friend down last night. And no, we didn't. And we, I was telling her about Carrie's, um, like, soft spot for, um, knockoff things. <laughs> and I went to watch something on HBO Go this morning, and one of the top, like... What's the difference between HBO Go and HBO Now? Uh... Because I have Now. I've been meaning to cancel it since Game of Thrones ended. I don't know what the difference is. Um... But there was there was a movie called Panda Warrior. <laughs> it was an animated movie about a kung fu panda. Yeah, I, th- I think that's part of the same company that made like little cars and rat towing. There's a good <laughs> chance Mike Pollock is in that movie. <laughs> yes. I, 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 I told her about <laughs> Carrie's whole thing about knockoff transmorphers. <laughs> And, uh, oh, she was explaining to us about, um, like, how shit like that can get made. Because um, she... Uh, it's cheap and they crap it out to well, cash in. because Aaron's whole thing was, that, like, like it's a very obvious, like, blatant ripoff of, like, of something. And she was talking about how, I guess, in, because of how copyright law works in different com- uh, countries, um, somewhere, especially, like, China... She was describing how, like, they have this, and I, I don't know how accurate this is, but how they kind of have this, like, philosophy that, like, you know, uh, so essentially, like, the fact that, you know, Frozen came out, and then, like, around the same time, this movie called, like, Frozen Princess, or, or Ice Princess. Oh, yeah, like, certain countries, I think it's, like, China and Russia don't give a fuck about well, copyright that's, copy that's what I'm saying, is yeah. that, like, their philosophy about it is just, like, it's like, oh, you know, if Frozen is, like, good then it will make as much money as it's going to make. You know, the, the competition isn't, isn't seen as like, it's more seen as like a competitive thing instead of like, oh, you know, you had this idea first. You know, it's like, it's like, oh, if Frozen is way better than Ice Princess, then Frozen will make more money than Ice Princess. And that's, that's a good thing. Instead of like, you can only make Frozen. Well, I, th- I think it's like a, a lot of those things like they'll, it's not. It's not like the exact same movie. Because I, you can't really mm-hmm. copyright that type. I mean, just the, the notion of a princess who can have has ice powers. You can't really copyright that yeah. kind of mm-hmm. basic an idea. It's like, it's it's like ratatouille. Nothing really like ratatouille. Yeah. Because rat, you know, Remy is not a fucking spy. <laughs> ratatouille, you know, and rat, you know. So it's I guess it's something like like talking cars. You can't really copyright the idea of a talking car movie. True. So I think it's like a lot of those knockoffs. They just take like the most basic base idea like talking cars rat who cooks princess of ice powers you know yeah. and like they'll they'll make it especially in, in like the covers and the marketing they'll make it kind of look like those movies but it's not really enough if if they were taking like plot points that's when Disney's lawyers would get involved you, you know? mean like Kimba 
<laughs> Speaking of, so I, I saw the remake. If say stay home, what's the original? Yeah, I didn't plan to see it, but Kerry was like, first of all, you know, we're talking about um, John Oliver, who's Zazu. Mm-hmm. It's a good job. No, no, Ron Atkinson though. Yeah, uh, you know what's annoying though about this movie is that so much of it, like the script. I will be. I will be generous and say only 80% is just taken word for word from the original. Okay. There are there are a few scenes, like original scenes added into it. A few scenes are extended. But generally speaking, if you've seen the original, you know exactly what the fuck is going to happen, how it happens, who does what. Hmm. And it's just like, not only lions can emote, because they're going for realism, which, you know, that's John Favreau's decision, which... Technically, it looks great. I can't, you know, it, it, visually it's very impressive, but it's just it's so soulless. You know, it's um, we were, you know, uh, it's one of my favorite. We were, we were driving to the cinema to, to watch it, but there was just um, I think Johnny retweeted it, and it's so fucking funny. It's it's um, the text is like, "Do you plan to see the Lion King remake?" And it's just the first two seconds of the Lion King, which is the no. Nah! <laughs> <laughs> And then we were getting tickets. Kerry actually accidentally booked them in 3D. Oh, so I was no. like, oh, fuck. So I was just like driving. Like, so, uh, Kerry, did you book the right tickets? No! <laughs> I will say, though, the Got first... Him. This is the first time... I've watched the original... Within, like, since ben, ben has been born. But this is the first time watching it where... Spoiler alert! When Mufasa dies... It was the first time... Where I thought about that from Mufasa's point of view. Okay. Where the fact that he's dead, he's and he's not. I, mean, I know he's, he's in the clouds and that fucking dumb shit, but like he's dead and he's he's gonna miss his son growing up. That was and that I chucked up about that point. I was thinking about it from the because normally like oh no Simba's because he's a sad. fucking idiot. Um, but I was like oh, you know I'm thinking about it from Mufasa and you know as, as a father now kind of bit. Hit me in a way that I've never, I've never even even considered before. And it's like uh, James Earl Jones, like you could have just taken the original recordings from '94, because hmm. and this is not this is not not a slight against James Earl because that man's old. Like he's oh, done, yeah. yeah, but like he's talented. I think he sounded better in the original because he had well, he's that's more like, energy, you know. That's, that's like when he came back to play Darth Vader in uh, Rogue One. What was that? Did he say anything in Rogue One? He did, yeah. He just fucking murdered everyone. No, no, no. no. He, he talked before that. Oh. And it was, it was very, very obvious. So well, I, I know like, he's oh, been... He sounds very... Like, he's very been in some of the cartoons. I think when the cartoons get a bit of leeway, because you aren't seeing the suit we know, you know. it's. But, um... And this is... it's I, I, haven't, I haven't said this on Twitter, because I'll get ripped. This is... This, what I'm about to say, is a real honest-to-God hot take. Okay. Not some of your fucking, I don't really care for Natalie Portman. Bullshit <laughs> baby hot takes. <laughs> I don't care for Beyonce as an actress. I thought she, no, was, that's I fair. Thought she is the, the, in, she's the weakest voice actor in Lanky. I don't care for Beyonce in general. <gasps> that's too far. I just, I, I don't. I just. I had nothing against her. I, I've liked a lot of her songs I hear. I don't follow her music. You know, when I, I used to go to the clubs. Fucking 15 years ago, and all the songs would come on. Mm-hmm. I get a good dance to them, they got good beats, and all that stuff. But I just, she has a new song, and it's it's like, so when they do Candy for the Love Tonight, you know, obviously you have, you know, Donald Glover, Charles Gambino, good singer. And this, this is my thing with Beyonce. 
And this is also why I haven't said this online that I could rip the part but what a Beyonce fucking cult followers. I think she's over singing. Uh, you know like how some people can overact? Yeah. Because Doug Glover's like, can you feel the love tonight? She's like, can you feel the love tonight? Like, love, just fucking just pick one, just pick like one tone and stick to it. Like, Jesus Christ, like. <laughs> no, I totally get what you're going for, and I can see that. There's also like, they, they, um, it's that they don't give Nara a song, but there's a moment where like Simba's making his way back to Pride Rock after he speaks with Rafiki, but they play like some like new Beyonce song. And I kind of feel it's the same about um, in the Aladdin remake reboot. They gave Princess Jasmine a song. So I'm fine with it to give Jasmine a song that works. But <laughs> both of those songs, they don't fit with the other songs. They sound way too modern. Uh, okay. Like Beyonce, like, it just felt like they ripped a song off Beyonce. I guess she did make an album like for The Lion King uh, of like original songs that were like inspired by The Lion King. But it just felt like they just taken a modern song and just, just dubbed it over <laughs> like Lion King. Same with Jasmine's Jasmine's song feels like it's from a Broadway musical. Not not that it doesn't gotcha. fit like stylistically with, with the other songs in it. It's, it's, it's again, it's a fine song. It's called Speechless. It's a fine song. It works with that version of Jasmine. It wouldn't work with the original version of Jasmine because the new one they make it a bit more timid in, in Lion King. She's like, she, it's called Speechless. She keeps being like, people don't listen to her and she's talked over and shit. And she's like, has a song where she's like, I'm not going to be speechless anymore. And original Jasmine is like, bitch, you shut the fuck up. I'm Princess Jasmine. You listen to me, motherfucker. You fucking listen to me now. <laughs> I love, like, Princess Jasmine it might be my favorite Disney princess. She don't take shit from no one in that movie. It's great. Um, be a Lion King. And she's like, just stay home once the original. It's shorter. They do things like... Uh, they get the hyenas less personality. Oh. So, so there's three of them, right? And so um, the one who's voiced by Whoopi Goldberg is kind of made like leader of the hyenas. It's like, oh, yeah, but like, don't really do anything. You know, so in the original, you had like you had the, the, the three main ones, you know. There was Whoopi Goldberg. There was, I want to say, Cheech or Chong. One, yeah, one, it's, one it's, of those it's, two is it's Cheech. Cheech. Yeah. And yeah, Jim Cummins as Ed. So those like you know, any those were the main three ones, the ones that we followed the most. They had distinct personalities. They played off each other very well. This one is like she's there as the leader. They they set up as a very <laughs> she is their leader. She's the leader. They set up like a very kind of mild rivalry between not rivalry but like a kind of connection between her and Nala, kind of. Or it just says that like you know. When they, you know, when they're being chased around by the hyenas at the beginning of the movie, you know, she's scared. And at the end of the movie, they they have a fight. Um, so that's like, yeah, whatever. But then you have like two other hyenas who just there's like a running joke, and I'll use that. Um, I'll use I'll be nice and say it's a joke. Well, like one hyena keeps standing too close to another one, and it gets that one annoyed. Like, can you just stand over there a little bit, give it some space? And that's a joke they do like three. Th- I want to say. Key, was it Key? Key? Was it Key and Peele? Key is one of them. So it's Jordan Peele. I, I haven't watched the show, but the other comedian in, in, in that duo plays oh. plays one of the... Um, King and Michael Key? Yeah, I think it's... Yeah. yeah. He's, he's the, Eric Andre the two bull guys, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those two. It's like... I mean, you could have done some... Yeah, that would, that like, joke would have been funny for like... It was... I chuckled at the first scene that happens, but that's literally all all they do. There's that one joke of them being too close to each other. 
you know, it's just they don't really get much to do. Uh, Rafiki doesn't do much in the movie. Like he's same basic plot points, but doesn't like they, you know they they were they removed one of my favorite moments in the entire movie, in the original. It's one where they're being chased by the hyenas and then they're going up the thing and like Nala starts to like slip down. And Simba runs down, like slashes one of the hyenas in the face. Yeah, that's been removed from the new movie. One of my favorite moments because her face is like, "You motherfucker!" She's like very slow, she's like, "You motherfucker!" That's dumb. But that's my favorite. That's one of my favorite because the, to me, that's when because they keep the line at the end of, of that scene where Nala goes, "I thought you were very brave," but like he didn't do anything. Like, this Simba he didn't doesn't do anything. Do anything. Yeah. Like they both just run around, but that shows him being brave to like. Fucking swiping her in the face. Also, you get to see some blood in a Disney movie. Yeah. I like that. Gets me hard. I mean, what? And...